0: Another qualifying round is done, and we have three teams from the June Joust, the champion Shanghai Dragons, the Dallas Fuel, and the Atlanta Rain, making it to the Summer Showdown. We also see the Chengdu Hunters, who previously qualified for the May Melee, make a return to the Knockout Tournament. However, this week hasn't been without its share of heartbreak. In the West, after a roaring come to form, the Boston Uprising were surprisingly 3-0'd by the Los Angeles Gladiators. In the East, we'd hoped for the return of Funny Astro, Shockwave, and EQO would allow the Philadelphia Fusion to return to its former glory. However, the New York Excelsior denied them that chance. All of this and more will be discussed on this episode of Godawful Gaming. hi everyone welcome to God Awful gaming I am your host for this week and I am Zach I'm joined by Sabine
1: hi
0: and yeah Sabine what are your uh, initial thoughts on this past week
1: um it was pretty exciting like I think generally I wasn't sure what to expect coming into this week there was a lot of different sort of matches there was like a lot of 3-0's and a lot of predictable matches that i was like okay yeah this is going to be you know a clean sweep like london was playing so you know london's gonna lose um but there was also like, yeah, like you mentioned in our sort of like intro, uh, there was a little bit of heartbreak. Boston, like, was looking so good. Uh, they 3 0 the Houston Outlaws, like, pretty dominantly. Um, and then they got 3-0'd by the Gladiators. And that was like, that was real sad. And then like, I, you know, as, as Shock fans, um, there was obviously the Gladiators game um, against washington uh which had a lot of stakes on the line for the shock and a lot of copium went on but uh i think overall it was like a pretty fun week apac was really interesting some weird things happened there overall some good overwatch i enjoyed it a lot
0: and do you think i mean do you think it was due to the fact that there wasn't hearables and i think now i think this has been kind of it it was kind of like this with the June Joust was how the June Joust was like week three was when they were finally kind of figuring out the meta and now with the summer showdown even though there's it's similar but slightly different of course do you think like we are getting more fun overwatch because teams are starting to understand like not necessarily a meta but understanding their hero comps better
1: yeah I think with hero pools it allows teams to sort of like you know when you take certain heroes out of the meta or out of the rotation you're not going to have those comps available you know if you take tracer out you're not going to run tracer comps and so hero pools make it a lot more restricted Um, whereas not having these hero pools, like, we've allowed a lot of flexibility and we're seeing teams who are, like, they're good at this thing and they're going against a team that's bad against that thing. And so it becomes slightly predictable. Um, but I think, you know, where we've continued to see the teams do well is where they can do multiple metas or they can really show some strength um at trying different things and i think you're right like three weeks in at this point they're really starting to get the idea i kind of wish that we had like one more week of qualifying matches um like i think i kind of wish i could see what you know four weeks and then the tournament would look like uh and how defined the meta would be because i think it actually would give some teams more of a chance to sort of identify the meta, Um, you know, if their coaching staff takes a little, like, if there's a little lag. Um, But, yeah, overall, like, not having hero pools made it really easy to predict. My pickems this season were, or, like, this tournament season were a lot better than the June Joust, because I was like, yeah, I mean, Atlanta's good at this comp. Okay, like, I have a good feeling that Atlanta's gonna do well in this match. Um, And so it was just... That sort of predictability, I guess.
0: Right. No, and and I think going into, I think there there was a, definitely a better sense of predictability. I think we were still very surprised. I mean, we mentioned three times already the Boston uprising three out the Houston Outlaws, which I think we thought were both we both thought were clearly better than the Boston uprising, but maybe that turned out to be false at least this week.
1: I don't. I don't know if it's like an aspect of predictability with these sort of upsets. Um, I, I don't think it's because, you know, people who are predicting things are getting it wrong. I think it's the teams proving everybody wrong. Like everybody has an expectation of what they think Boston is, whether that's based off of what Boston's track record has been through all of OWL or if it's based off of just this season. You don't really think that boston's gonna beat houston um but maybe that's because a lot of us have rated houston h- highly um they did well at the beginning of the season uh, but they haven't been doing well for the last like you know several weeks and so i think if we actually like i think if analysts or people like us who are just really into sort of watching this uh sort of thing it becomes, oh, well, sure, in you know the grand scheme of things, Houston would be better than Boston. But if you look at Boston in this tournament versus Outlaws in this tournament, like, I totally should have predicted Boston because Boston has been well doing well the whole time and Houston hasn't sort of thing. So I think when it comes to predictability, I think there's a little bit of, like, inherent bias in – not actually like weighing sort of the the results per se
0: right No, i could i could agree with that i i'm still a bit surprised by the outlaws in general though i mean they were doing so well last week especially with you know more consistency they they didn't switch Jake in multiple times they really kept getting the same lineup and i mean they 3-1 the san francisco shock which sadly prevented the SF Shock from qualifying. Uh, Mostly there was other issues, which I think we can talk a little bit more later. Uh, However, another team that has come to form and almost qualified is the Washington Justice. Uh, How many did you watch most of their games? Or
1: I did watch most of their games. Mm -hmm. They were wild. Oh, my goodness.
0: I I was very surprised how strong they looked, which I mean, I I do remember they looked very strong on the Reinhardt during the May Melee. And so I think maybe Mag is just not a very good Winston player or a very good ball player to the point that like, I think it actually negatively affected them severely during the June Joust because they looked very strong taking the Dallas field to a map five in the knockouts and honestly i think i think the last point it just it just came down to dallas being a better team a more cohesive team but i think i think they might have qualified against adelaide Rain, in my opinion i think and we could talk about that later but i think decay definitely came into came into play too and yeah
1: yeah i think washington um has i think they did amazing this weekend i think showing up against the uh the doubt Dal- like dallas fuel like they did uh was super impressive and they should be giving themselves like a huge pat on the back like most games that dallas has been playing recently hasn't been that close it- they haven't looked vulnerable at all um whereas Washington really gave them a run for their money. And, like, they were dominant over the Gladiators. And I think, generally, that that team is sort of starting to figure out its kinks a little bit more. And, like, when you look at that roster, you're like, yeah, they absolutely should be. Like, Decay, Meg, Jerry, Closer, Fury, Assassin was amazing this weekend. Like, Assassin, did they even sum him out once? Like they're it's it's a strong roster they're like they've got a really fantastic team i think they yeah maybe it was just they really struggled with the winston comps but whatever they're doing now they just need to continue to run with it so
0: i found it going taking taking off of what you said against how they did against dallas I found it so interesting how Dallas looked kind of not necessarily weak, but vulnerable against the Florida Mayhem in week two of the qualifiers. But then they had the homestand, which is the first West homestand in almost two years, which is a bit crazy. Or what feels like two years, uh, but was, I think, a year and a half. I don't even know when the last homestand was, honestly. Probably March um,
1: last year. I think, I was think it was March. Homestands. I i truly
0: have forgotten when quarantine started at this point.
1: I feel like I will that.
0: be <laughs> I'll be complete. <laughs> I mean and and we I celebrate we we both got into the Overwatch League after it went online. Yeah. So we don't even have <laughs> memories of like homestands I so yeah. can I
1: share like a really funny story. It's a of course, bit of a tangent. Of course. But um I was getting into I got into the league pretty early into the 2020 season um to the point where i was like start i was a fan of the vancouver roster before it was the like sort of the current epitome of the roster like when they were in apac um i was a fan of vancouver then um and vancouver had a homestand coming up and like June they had it scheduled at roger stadium in vancouver and that's like just a ferry over for me and i was like really really close to buying tickets and this would probably was like a week before they were like and now everything is shutting down and my, like nbc my province like shut everything down and they close, they cancel all the home stands and i was like I'm really glad I didn't buy those tickets because that would have really sucked. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was very close to going to a homestands, but, you know, COVID hit it right at that time. So there's my fun, fun story about homestands. But I do think playing in homestands and seeing, I was like, I was so jealous of Dallas this weekend. It just looked so much fun.
0: Right. I will say bouncing off your homestand, my... My, so the school I attended before you, I, had, I haven't graduated yet, but UC Berkeley, they hosted homestands for the San Francisco Shock, which Ooh. is now my favorite team. And I didn't go because I wasn't to watch them. <gasps> and oh. so I, I still am very sad since I have heard multiple people in the eSports community at Cal met the players. Uh, actually I had, I had met the players once. I didn't really know who they were. Um. And so it was kind of funny because people were like freaking out over meeting. Like I heard someone shout Choi Hobin, and I was like, "Who's that?" Uh, oh my <laughs> back god! Back in 2018. And so I, I was very, I'm very sad looking back on it because I could have got like a team photo of everyone. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's life learned. I think now now I think we're we're gonna make sure to go <laughs> go to those home after Absolutely. quarantine and COVID is done. So actually, all right. So continuing back to the Overwatch League. We are going to now talk about I think a team that was first place in the overall standings last season in the West and yeah. went to APAC Philadelphia Fusion. Uh <laughs> what happened?
1: I don't know, man. Like Oh, I can take a moment to breathe. I wouldn't I didn't consider myself this big of a Philadelphia Fusion fan. But, like, I kind of think I'm a big Philadelphia Fusion fan, and I'm mourning with them this weekend because they were looking good. They were starting to hit their rhythm. Like, they seemed like they had really figured out stuff. Uh, and then this weekend happened, and then they got 3 1 to buy the New York Excelsior. So.
0: And do hurt. you think, I mean, and I know we've been texting out multiple times, and. You think it's mostly just due to the fact that they haven't really had much time to play together?
1: I do. I think they're just sort of finding a rhythm. And I don't think it's just because they haven't had long to play together. I think it's that Philadelphia, like, what I would say the (laughs) pre-European roster. I guess that's how I'll phrase it. Before, like, the European players came over, Um, there was, like... Yes, some consistency, like with Rascal and Carpe and Alarm. Um, And so those players were pretty consistent. And then you had this sort of like this tank line that had some like uh, additional sort of people brought in from Korea who were available. Same with Toby. Um, And now you're sort of like switching those people out. And I think it's just changing the roster dynamic and you know with any roster like shakeup you're going to have sort of like you're gonna have to adjust and like not just in your play style but like your personalities and how you like interact with your team and like you spend a lot of time with these people so you want to be friends with them and i'm sure communications is like an issue because they were pretty much a full korean roster for a while and so i imagine they were calming in korean um and then now they've got these like european players and they're probably attempting to calm in a like i i i would be very interested to see what the philadelphia is calming in because you've got korean you've got like swedish you've got english so i imagine they're trying to calm in english which is probably a tough time for like 90% of the people on there but it's all that they kind of speak English and so that's the commonality between all of them so I think they're just like there's so much going on in their roster uh that they're just having a little bit of a tough time does that excuse it though no because I think that they should have been able to just generally I think their roster is so much stronger than New York Excelsior that to see them go in that fashion was like decently disappointing i was i was kind of like you should have won this one even if you were disorganized like i feel like you could have won this one so here's hoping that they get back on their feet and they have a good meta for uh uh the countdown cup I hate that
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i will say i think they were calming in english i think that was actually discussed last season uh when they were all in mm. philadelphia uh, since most of the non-Korean players, besides Shockwave, were already there for all of last season, yeah, Poco was like I think one of the first players they signed as an overall. Poco's League been team. On there
1: for a while, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I I will say, 100. Even even if I'm disappointed with their results, I will give credit to the Fusion organization for not mm-hmm. dropping the players like some teams have, like they have stuck with each one Mm, of them. Boston. (laughs) Yeah. Boston, Vancouver. I mean Vancouver's a big... Ah!
1: We don't even talk about Vancouver. (laughs) They don't exist.
0: You know, they they it's a bit shameful, I think sometimes. I mean Poco's been going through Visa Hell. Like literally I've been watching his streams almost every day. Mm -hmm. And you know, just the fact that they still kept with him through all of that, because I think they understand what he brings to the team yeah i think it's very very noteworthy and very commendable by the fusion organization
1: i think we were talking so. about it last week i don't i don't know if we talked about it last week or maybe we talked about it while we were just like playing overwatch or something but how much having poco on this roster would be so useful in this meta just because of how much diva play there is and his best hero is diva um so like it's unfortunate that we don't have poco at the moment um so france get your visa yeah. stuff together come on. <laughs> come
0: on france and and i don't want to i don't want to like i don't want to shit on hoppa because i actually i think Hotpa's sigma is actually very good
1: i I, I agree don't
0: think he's a he he's as good of a diva as i think they need right now
1: I think he's, um, his Sigma mm. is absolutely, like, that's what the casters were saying too. Like his Sigma mm. is really good and the moments where he was playing it, he had some good moments. And then as soon as he had to play the D.Va, it just like wasn't as strong and that's fine. Not everybody's gonna be a good, at every single hero. Um, but yeah, I think that creates a little bit of a tough dynamic in this meta.
0: Yeah, and, well, and especially if, if they wanted to run double shield, I think Poco's Zarya is probably also stronger. Mm-hmm. And then it, it also gives you the ability if you want to just switch back to Dive. You want to switch it's to true. a And so I think I think Poco brings a lot of flexibility to the team. And I think I don't want to say they're lacking that right now. But I think they could have I mean, Diva's been played I think every every tournament so far this season. Like I think she's had a 60% pick rate throughout the whole season. And I think that's just, you know, they cause it was Dive in the last in the May Melee. Mm-hmm. It was this lucio mora shenanigans and the you (laughs) i don't i don't know what to call it goat goats light or you know whatever uh proto goats something i like that one yeah and then the summer showdown has just been like kind of even if it's ball it's diva most like 65 percent of the time it's diva with ball Mm -hmm. uh if it's even if it's Arissa, they're still running D.Va half the time because yeah. other teams are running Winston against D.Va Uh against this or Winston against the Orisa comp.
1: And so you just and run so, D.Va yeah. to mitigate that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you see D.Va all of the time. And and it's just such a shame that, like <laughs> I it, and it I think what's shameful is I have been in esports for very, a very long time. Like I first watched like my first esport game and like 2006 when I watched Starcraft Uh, back in the day when there's no English casting so I watched it in Korean uh, which I will say was very hype at the time even though I didn't understand a single word they were saying Uh, and I didn't know who the players were because I couldn't read Korean which is also an issue Uh, and the fact that like it's been going on for you know esports has been a thing for at least I mean arguably since the 90s since the 80s and the fact that like it just came out recently that we finally have an agreement like the overwatch league has an agreement with the u.s government to allow for like sports visas and the fact that like the korea isn't allowing that i don't know if it's korea or if it's france i think it's korea but the fact that korea is not allowing essentially a sport visa when they were the esports mecca is just kind of sad
1: yeah i mean obviously we We can't know what's going on. I do think it's very odd, though, that, like, Soon and then also Poco have both been stranded in France. Uh, I actually think it's something with France's visa process. It it could be.
0: It could be. But, I mean, I will say, like, Funny Restaurant also took a while. So, like, you know.
1: Yeah, but, like, he was one of the first like he beat out (laughs) shockwave getting there so it still took months
0: though anyway 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 we
1: won't we won't speculate on (laughs) that. we (laughs) hope everything goes well for all the players getting into visas still in july when the season ends in september but
0: another month another (laughs) hopefully (laughs) maybe maybe i will come along for the non-existent playoff (laughs) chances Uh, maybe you
1: don't know (laughs) you never know
0: Maybe uh, the shock just concept the shock sign him even though we don't need him because so, as good of a diva anyway.
1: Yeah, because the know. shock's ultimate goal is if they sign everyone on every player. Exactly. They can't
0: lose. If if the shock has a hundred players, no other team will have players. And it will and all be London Spitfires versus the san francisco shock <laughs> and they, they they will be victorious i'm so sorry london spitfire wolfed you are a an amazing sigma player hattie i you are a player um <laughs> i'm
1: gonna stop you there <laughs> <I'm> just...
0: <laughs> anyway going back our... to APEC.
1: <laughs> going back to apac you know we have listed in our sort okay. of like outline We're going to talk about Shanghai next. I feel like we could probably honestly just skip to...
0: Shanghai is amazing. The knockouts.
1: Because we're going to just talk about Shanghai being amazing once again.
0: Hey, Shanghai's going to win the tournament. If they don't, shocking. Honestly. Um... (laughs)
1: This is where Chungdu comes out of nowhere and just wins the summer showdown. If, if
0: they win the summer showdown, I will, I will take back every like bad thing I've said about any team ever. Yeah, I am so against Chengdu winning. Else, we'll talk about it why.
1: But let's first talk about. Let's talk about the gladiators and their.
0: Oh, you, you mean how I wrote in the outline, in all caps, why did LA gladiators run ball on Nepal Shrine? And yeah, then I just know. typed
1: in uh ball? Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. I don't know. They were so close. They were so close to winning, like, to being there. And I wanted them to be there just because I didn't want Atlanta to be there. Um, because I wanted like a little bit of diversity in the top teams, I was like, "Please, Gladiators!" I, you know, the humor of Moth going to Hawaii before Shock did just was enough for me to be like, "I want the Gladiators to win." Um, right. And then they ran Ball for no reason.
0: And and truly, and Trillian, I think they lost the series because of it. I do. It just, I really, yeah.
1: I really think they do, or they did. Um, I think they did. Like they showed out really well against Boston. They they showed up like decent against Washington, and they easily could have won that last map.
0: Well, and and honestly, they could have won King's Row if they hadn't ran ball.
1: Yeah, they, they were... could have run King's Row. Just Ugh.
0: I don't. I I'm not gonna blame this on Muse because I think a lot of people will see ball comps and then immediately blame the ball if it's not going well, which I think yeah. is is not the case. Ball is like... I think ball is honestly the easiest component of ball comps. Arguably, you need to... You need to be adequate enough that you need to know, like, okay, this is a good time to slam. This is... This is the way to move. Like, you need the mechanical skill. But what the key with ball comps is that the ball slams and it changes the momentum of the other team. And no other... Like, they just didn't have that follow up. the like gladiators, that is. And it just it, it was boring, honestly, watching them lose with the ball comps. I hate to say it like that, but
1: Yeah, no, I I wouldn't say I I would disagree. I found that last match against Atlanta like super exciting. Um because I was on the edge of my seat going, What is going on? What is this match? I don't understand. Um so I was really enjoying it. But yeah, I can see why you're like it was it was well
0: I, I shouldn't I shouldn't say I loved every every time it was a brawl mirror or like arguably winston i I don't think they looked particularly good on winston I do think I do you think rain did a little better on Winston comps but like the brawl maps are very like any brawl mirror was very exciting it was just when they were trying to run ball into to a winston or like did they run double shield? All of them all of the game. I think they ran Orissa yeah. at one point, so I'm, I'm thinking of Orissa. Mm-hmm. Um or did they they ran Orissa on attack the Atlanta did? I, I honestly don't remember. Um <laughs> <laughs> there's it, it's I will say the one nice thing about hero pulls is like that consistent meta makes it very easy to remember like the changes if someone tries to run something.
1: Oh uh, definitely. Them.
0: But like you know, with, with this like they there was, what, three... I think there was, like, one map I saw last week where they ran, like, Reinhardt for the first point and then switched to Ball and then switched back to Reinhardt and then had to go Ball just at the end. And I was, like... And I, I forgot which team it was. Sounds but like it was San
1: Francisco Shock.
0: I, it might have been the Shock, honestly. It was very... It was so confusing. I was, like... I was trying to remember... I was trying to write notes at the time and I'm, like, I just... I just quit it. I rolled up my... I like the paper I had written and I just threw it out. I was like, I don't even want to take notes right now.
1: I, yeah, talking about Gladiators and the Shock, though.
0: They were so close to qualifying. They were so close. It was, I think it was the Atlanta, uh, No, who was it? Atlanta Gladiators game, the first game. Or no, they didn't mm-hmm. play each other in the qualifying. Yeah, if they, if it was like a 3-0, I think they qualified, but then... They didn't, or something like that. It was yeah, like yeah, they had to yeah.
1: three o the justice.
0: Yeah, they had three. It was so close too. It was so close. I uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I don't want to say too much. I I've just been disappointed with the shock this season. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's it's a combination of things, and I think we can talk about it more maybe in a different episode. But
1: I agree. I don't know. Um.
0: Anyway, ball comps... Dallas Fuel opinions.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, Dallas is going to lose the summer showdown because they don't know how to play against ball comps. That is 100%. They're going to go up against Shanghai, and Shanghai is going to run ball comps again, and they're not going to know what to do. And They're, they're gonna just going to be
0: destroyed again. And they're
1: going to be destroyed. And we're going to see like,
0: Fearless Ball again and just be so sad.
1: Oh, uh, I, like... I don't know what I don't know what Dallas does to fix it either, unless they like frantically sign, like
0: on concept <laughs> concept. Con- they they sign Chanzik from the Vancouver Titans, yeah, as that's their it. ball specialist. That's just you know I don't know
1: because they just like or just find something that works against the ball comp that they know how to play, but they just like they aren't. I, I was so surprised. I think I was almost frustrated at that game against Washington because mm. I was like, okay, you, you lost the summer showdown because you didn't know how to get play against ball The cops. June Joes, Right. Yes, June Joust, thank they you. Will, they
0: will lose the summer showdown.
1: They will lose the summer showdown, but they <laughs> right. lost the June Joust because yeah. they didn't know how to adapt to the ball comp that Shanghai brought out and they were like they thought it was going to be a winston comp and then they were like ah jk ball um and so i was like okay dallas you've experienced this prepare against ball comps question mark and mm. i guess they're i guess they're they're like their coaching staff was like no we're just not going to prepare uh, and justice was right. really close to winning there. Like they were really, really close to putting Dallas in uncomfortable. Like, could you imagine if Dallas didn't go to Hawaii because they lost to Washington ball comp Like
0: <laughs> which I was which I, I, I will say this. <laughs> I will say I don't think they look bad against ball comps if they're running at Reinhardt. But with how how the maps work in the the actual tournament where you can pick a map. You know, yes. then they're just gonna pick a map where ball looks good and you have to win Rinston or or ball yourself, which they're not gonna do because yes. you know they, they haven't practiced it. And it's just like, you know, and I truly I think they won they won that series because they were able to go on a Reinhardt map where Fearless is going to Or I and like Fearless is going to be slightly slightly better. And then I think the overall team Worked slightly better in that brawl, Kong. Yeah, and it was just I agree. You know, like Sparkle. I mean, Sparkle just popped off. Uh, there was, I think, it was that King Zero game, where it was right at the second point, and they. I was like, oh you know, Justice just capped last second point, and then Sparkle kills five of them, and I'm like, okay, I guess we're not going. They're not going to Hawaii. Uh, I, I will say this. I will. This is very sad for me every team i wanted to win this past week not just overwatch league but in other sports i watched lost every single thing i watched where i wanted one team to win the other team they lost and i was very sad uh that happened in overwatch league that happened in soccer that happened in or football as you are canadian uh
1: I still keep... call it soccer
0: oh you i know i wouldn't know I'm sorry <laughs>
1: it's okay welcome I mean, welcome yeah, to the awful it... gaming
0: podcast we also talk about <laughs> soccer for five seconds
1: <laughs> it didn't come home it didn't
0: it didn't come home so sorry, anyway
1: sorry to all of you
0: <laughs> i actually i was supporting England That's the that was the funny thing I'm gonna get so much hate for that i just i don't want anyone to ever hear this now uh anyway back to ball comps and another team that i was very sad about the paris eternal who were so close to qualifying they were so close i still so sad
1: i when you look at paris i i I think i talked about this maybe last week too but just like to come from where like they scrapped their whole roster They lost all of their good players to Dallas. Um, They like put together this scrappy team out of nowhere. They didn't even have, they had like one paid staff on at one point in the preseason. And to go from that where everybody's like, yeah, Paris is last, like no way to go to like almost qualifying. Shout out to them. They've done a fantastic job, but I was so sad that they, like, I knew it was a hard chance that they were going to win against Washington. And I think I actually did predict Paris to win because I just, I, we hadn't seen that from Washington at that point. Like, I didn't, I was still skeptical that they were going to win. And I think Paris played well. They did a good job. But to come that close and miss it, I know hurts. So shout out to Paris for their amazing job. I think they've done fantastic and i think who knows like they could have a really really great meta for them next in the hero pools and you know hopefully we'll see them in hawaii i'd love to see a different team in hawaii from (laughs) na i don't really want to see dallas atlanta again
0: (laughs) i i was so hoping would they even go to hawaii or because they're in paris i'm curious where they would go to i, I mean, don't know
1: actually yeah. yeah maybe they would fly them to japan
0: or korea maybe i don't know well they because uh, the teams... they can't go to japan anymore because they're in another lockdown so, are they yeah, are they, they supposed
1: to they... be hosting the olympics yeah there's no like more spectators
0: yeah so anyway i don't oh, know my god not, not to get into hosting requirements but yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I don't actually, know i'm what curious about what go. they're gonna do yeah that would so be interesting yeah, I will uh. say I think they will look stronger next season. I I think mm-hmm. like if maybe I, I think a couple signings, and I I think they would actually look pretty strong even with this core team. I think Khan mm-hmm. is is invaluable. I'm actually I would be surprised if they don't lose him. It, like if they somehow keep Khan on the team, uh, I think I think he's just too good right now to be on the like. I, what, what what I mean by that is I think he's so good that I think an NA team will sign him that need like a flex support of Baptiste I don't know who who would but like you know knowing how the Overwatch League works one player leaves the team and then it just starts a chain row of players switching so like there's a, a merry-go-round of teams and so which
1: is what happened to Paris this last season <laughs> which happened to Paris
0: I mean it literally just happened so I don't want it to I I love, I love Paris but we will
1: i would like to see yeah. paris's org mm-hmm. like decide okay last season we ran a budget comp and it ended up working out really well for us we would like to hold on to this roster and make a few signings where we could add some like you know extra judge like pick up an extra dps or something or like a main tank maybe should have signed ben best but whatever um like, I think they'll, like, sort of, fle- I think if they want to spend the money, they'll keep what they have, flesh out a little bit where they're lacking, and then could go on to be one of the strongest teams in the league. That's sort of the level that I see it at, um, but they're going to have to shell out money for it. <laughs> it's the same thing what happened with Vancouver. Vancouver bought this sort of, like, all these contenders players, and then, like, a few of them ended up being shining stars, and then they left. They lost Shockwave, who was the best player on the vancouver titans roster in 2020 because they didn't want to spend the money so
0: hopefully paris learns from that yeah and it was just a shame they dropped the whole. i i I just i find it disappointing because when you look at the team they dropped every single one except fisher was picked up by a team like almost immediately and it was just like i don't know i think that was it just showed there was they didn't want to put in the initial, like, to get through quarantine. But <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I think enough about that for now. Yeah. Uh, so I you... did. Oh, sorry, Gwen.
1: Yeah, I want to. I'll sort of introduce this next topic because I wanted to mention it, which was we're having these same NA teams go to Hawaii again, Atlanta and Dallas, and I was perusing Twitter as I often do and I was reading how apparently Dallas has actually had a really tough time with this travel they're actually like sort of resentful of the fact that they have to go to Hawaii again um, because they travel and then they have jet lag and then they have to film promotional stuff for the league in the morning. And they don't actually have a ton of time to practice before they go into the games. And it means that they feel really sloppy going into their first games. Now it's Dallas. So Dallas is really strong. Um, so it ends up generally working out for them, but I was, you know, I'm interested in the fact that like there clearly is a big impact about this travel and with such a condensed season, they've they've made it so that like teams who don't qualify get like a month off to practice but the teams who do go to hawaii have virtually no time to practice due to travel and other league requirements so i'll be interested to see what the impact of that goes on to the the like the future tournament and the playoffs around you know there's teams that have extra time to practice like the Washington justice like Boston like uh Paris who all have way more time to practice than Dallas is actually going to get so maybe we'll start to see another team eke out a win here so I just wanted to mention that I thought it was really interesting I was hearing it from one of the like managers uh of the Dallas team on Twitter so
0: I I will say it's it's i agree with that and i think maybe it's just the fact that like they haven't been having to fly to other home stands for a while Mm -hmm. because i mean that was just the normal weekends for a lot of these teams it was flying to you know a different state which granted texas to hawaii is fairly far which so i understand being jet lagged about that and it's going to different time zone uh but at the same time like that's their job i mean their job is to literally show up and record and then go beat the other team mm-hmm. and so and, and and here's the thing they've won one or they excuse mm-hmm. me they've won yeah they've won one they've run runner up in another one and they're qualified for this one so like <laughs> yeah it sucks but also what well what else would you do <laughs> like would you rather yeah. not qualify then like you know I, I i think if they win this they're basically guaranteed a spot in playoffs Oh, so, yeah. So it just, I just don't like. I, I I hope they do get rest, but at this and hopefully they do get practice. But like, they're doing so well, so yeah. I don't know.
1: It's not that I like. Yeah. I think I think it's an interesting sort of dilemma because you look at the past seasons and how they handled travel, and yeah, there was travel to home stands, but like it was within. The region, there wasn't cross-region play, and when there was cross-region play, it was all in California. All of the teams lived in California, and they played in California, and that's why you had these combined matches. And then as soon as they went to do homestands, it was... Okay, you play NA, and you play APAC, and then you combine for things, but you're still, like... In the same area and you have more time because they used to play like an... Abs- I was... Li- what was I listening to where they were talking about the fact that you used to play 40 regular game seasons or like regular game matches and they play like, what, 20 now or like 15?
0: 16.
1: Se- 16 regular it's, season It's matches. the same
0: as the NFL, which I found Maybe. very interesting.
1: That is interesting, actually. But I think, you know... I think the league has done a good job of the tournament structure this time around. I definitely think there needs to be tweaks to it that allow for more flexibility. Like when you're playing 40 regular matches in a season, that is practice. Some of those matches are practice for you, but when every match makes such a difference, and then you're also accounting that you have to travel, I think there could be better systems at play. And I also think as a viewer, I would like to see slightly longer seasons um, and slightly longer and like have slightly longer breaks. Like I'd be fine with that. So I don't know, I thought it was interesting. I just wanted to comment on the, t- the sort of tournament structure there.
0: Um, right, yeah. no, I agree. I mean, and then, you know, talking about another team that does not have this issue of constantly going to tournaments the soul dynasty who
1: yes always, <laughs>
0: always look like they're gonna do amazing and then they don't uh is there what you want to say i mean they they looked pretty good the first week i mean marvel looked really good and then since then yeah
1: i think soul yeah. has the same issue that soul had last season mm-hmm. which is They are a team of fantastic individuals who have no, I wouldn't say they have no ability, but like they have a really tough time playing as a team and playing coordinated. And when they play well, it's because they're enabling certain individuals on their team. And when you can't do that, if the meta doesn't allow that, it means Soul has a tough time. And so yeah, first week, they looked like they were fine because no one knew what the meta was going to be directly, and so they were allowed. They could, you know, make fits and make profit, do well, but you don't have that ability three weeks into the season. Um, so yeah, Seoul needs to figure <laughs> needs to figure out how to play as a team and not just enable individual players. Um, and that also means we now have to watch Chengdu play again. So you know,
0: yay, I don't know. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> I, I I do agree. I wish it was Fusion still. I I I, I don't know. That was it was disappointing this week, but I you know. Impact
1: is a such a weird mixed bag of like. All of you are mm. such good players and you're playing so weird during your qualifiers and then you go up against the NA teams and like I I was trying to think of my like bracket prediction and I was like, okay Seoul's gonna win all of their games because of, or not Seoul <laughs> Shanghai is gonna win all of their games because they're Shanghai and then I was like, do I think Atlanta can beat Chengdu? like I genuinely don't know. I think Atlanta's really strong. But I also wouldn't put it past Chengdu to win. And I was like, I'm having a really hard time sort of predicting this bracket. Um Same thing. I was like, does Dallas win against Chengdu? Like, are they at that point where they can win against Chengdu? I don't mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: I so I, I'll be curious. I, I think people always have this this like viewpoint of ooh, like they looked really strong on this, but is that you know they beat. They beat one team in APAC, which arguably, yeah. you know, Seoul did run things that like, I think Dallas ran that, that, Atlanta ran. But you know, is it because? But I mean, as you said, I think I think the Dallas Fuel are a far better team mm-hmm. than the Seoul Dynasty, and I think they're a better cohesive unit than the Seoul Dynasty. Chengdu. No, no, I no. Oh, you're talking the, about Seoul. like. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm talking about how, how Seoul mm. is not as cohesive as the Dallas Fuel. So I, I don't think Chengdu necessarily is going to beat a more cohesive team. And I, I oh, think like... Okay, yeah. yeah.
1: No, I totally I totally see that. That's yeah. a really good point.
0: And so I I, I think they're very good. I, mm-hmm. I still, I don't know, like, I, I think there's a chance, I think mean, they did qualify for the main melee. And, you know, they looked pretty, they looked okay. I mean they didn't I, did. I mean dallas and shanghai just our head our head and shoulders above i think everyone else right now and so it's just hard to i think it's always hard. It, it, this comes from also like a more traditional like like when you're watching like the world championship in starcraft for a couple of years there, there would always be like the korean side and then the the west side and every once in a while there would be like a player and everyone would be like ooh. Maybe maybe finally we're gonna have the non-Korean hope and then they would just get destroyed. And it's because you're you're we're still looking at a lot of these teams in a bubble. And like you know, so I don't know. I think there we need to look at like the core parts of what makes a team good. And mm-hmm. then extract like and then to compare, I think, those core parts, not just the matches themselves. That
1: makes sense. It's a solid point. And I think that's also why I think I have a tough time predicting Chengdu, mainly because Chengdu's components are so strange and, like, you always hear the meme of, like, we're in the Chengdu zone where it's, like, they might just pull out a ball, a ball comp and send Dallas to the loser's bracket. Like, it, I wouldn't put it past Chengdu to pull out weird random things and succeed from it, just because I think that's what they have a tendency to do as a team. Um... But you're right, like, Dallas is more of a unified team. But if Dallas feels tired and Dallas isn't in the right headspace and Chengdu is Chengdu and they pull out this weird thing, you know, it could lead to surprising results. And I think that's what this season of the league has proven, is that just because you think one thing is going to go one way doesn't mean that you know the headspace or the mindset of the players. And so those players... It right. leads to a lot of surprises. So,
0: right. I can agree with
1: that. I'm very, that. I'm very excited for next week. I think it's going to be right. really fun. Um,
0: yeah. I... Who do you think is going to win?
1: Shanghai.
0: <laughs> very, <laughs> uh, very, very, uh, hot take.
1: Hot take right there. Hot, hot take.
0: Shanghai Here, Dragons.
1: Here's my, here's my, if you want me to make a hot take, here's my, um, What's it? What do they say at Watchpoint desk? The like, the bold predictions? Yeah, the bold predictions. Is it Pringles bold predictions or something like that? It is Pringles, yeah. Not sponsored. Uh, Please sponsor us, Pringles. Please sponsor us, Pringles. (laughs) Uh, My bold prediction is Chengdu's gonna win it all. They're gonna pull something out against Dallas and Dallas isn't gonna know what to do. Uh, They're gonna beat Atlanta. I think their first game is Atlanta, and I think they're gonna win that. Actually, it's Um, it's
0: Chengdu versus Dallas, and then. Oh, it is Chengdu versus Dallas,
1: and then okay, so then you have Dallas Atlanta in the bottom bracket. Um, Dallas comes and fights Chengdu again. Chengdu wins again, and then you've Chengdu Shanghai final, and.
0: They're they're gonna pull like a reversal of how like. Yeah. Yeah, how shanghai like lost dallas in the winners bracket yeah but, exactly you know, but yeah
1: that's exactly what's gonna happen and you is gonna be your summer showdown winner
0: <laughs> champions oh could you uh, imagine i i i would not believe it i mean as i said if they if they win i will pull back every harsh statement i've made about a player <laughs> That is how confident I am that they they will not make it. You <laughs> that they heard will not. that
1: right, London Spitfire.
0: <laughs> I said Mulfig is very good. I will. I stand by that. I think Mulfig is <laughs> amazing. Uh yes. He is. He's very good. I I agree. My predictions: Shanghai wins. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make a hot take. I I don't think it's. I think my hot take is that, like if if I said a hot take, I think Shanghai wins it in four instead of like a longer series. I think that's my only hot take.
1: Like 4-0 Dallas. Dallas? or
0: Shanghai or Chengdu or... I don't think Atlanta makes it to the finals. I don't think Atlanta makes uh, it to the finals
1: either. <laughs> I, I think don't. Atlanta gets fourth again.
0: Again. I, no, my hot take, Atlanta gets third, Chengdu <gasps> gets fourth. That's that's my There's hot take. There's your hot take. There's my hot take. That's Atlanta a gets third. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Atlanta. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: I think Atlanta's a fantastic team too. I just don't think they have anything like I just think
0: right. there's other teams that are just better I, I, I think they're an A tier team Yes Which is it's, which is very high in the Overwatch League I just don't think they're an S tier team Which I think Shanghai and Dallas are the only comfortable teams And I don't think there's any other S tier teams
1: Maybe that's our uh, off week thing We uh, make a tier list for the
0: Multiple multiple stack tier list We'll just multiple do like five tier list, tier list videos <laughs> i don't know that'd, that'd Perfect. be
1: fun <laughs> i mean that could be fun yeah i already I have an it, idea for know. next week so
0: <laughs> Ooh. all right well yeah let us know on our twitter gg podcast at gg podcast five on twitter if you want to see tier lists who knows well i think that is all that we have for you this week sabine where can they follow you
1: You can follow me on Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok at the underscore bean113.
0: Awesome. And yeah, you can follow me on Twitch and Twitter at the Zohan TTV. I don't have any other social media right now, so (laughs) maybe one day. And yeah, of course, follow our podcast once again at ggpodcast5 on Twitter.
1: And also share it with your friends. We are now on most major podcasting sites including spotify spotify so Google. follow us on tune spotify in. tune in so we even have a logo now
0: we do so if if uh thanks thanks to sabine of course it My, it maybe one day we'll be on apple i one day
1: maybe who knows if apple decides if to throw apple us a bone th- if
0: they decide to let us be verified i guess so <laughs> all right but well, yeah thank you everyone
1: Thanks, everyone. Bye. We will see you next time.